Welcome everyone. Roy Colan and I welcomes everyone, especially those who've been following us, being uh, active also like it, liking our, our podcast. Make sure you subscribe, make sure you share. Oh, thank goodness I was able to say that at the beginning because I always forget. So when we, because we are really appreciative because we want to be you to be also engaged with us as you learn or as you take what resonates to you in each episode. So, and we are really happy that we could bring you a variety and a myriad of guests who can help each and every one of us be more, as Carrie would say, you have, we have to wake up, mm -hmm. rest up and step up or wake up, step up and rest up. Oh, how, how do you say it? Yeah, step up yeah. okay? so yes, basically up. don't be a sleeper okay <laughs> there are so many things happening do not be a sleeper i was just watching a movie foundation and yeah there's a whole community of race that's called sleeper and no i don't think we are in that race okay no so, no thank you very much everyone and carrie welcome again although um it took us a while for us it took to us a whole year yeah but mm -hmm. i think everything happens for a reason because in this year my gosh what have we discovered what have we gone through and how does it relate to everything that we've experienced so far and where we're going in the future it's absolutely amazing you know i i think i'm pretty excited about our future to tell you the truth it's not as doom and gloom as uh, many would think and say and as Carrie would say, there's always lessons in each stories. And that's why she has the best selling book, The Five Lessons of Life. And she's also a child advocate. And she, she'll tell us more on what this Carrie's guardian angel law, which is protecting children. So Carrie has it is for me such an interesting woman, Carrie. You are because you have so many experiences, and every experience it seems like every step of the way from your childhood till now has something that you can bring forward to. And so, I, and it's, I it's agree. Like perfect. <laughs> it's perfect in these times. Yep. So, Carrie, why don't we just kind of start with? Um, when you wrote the book, The Five Lessons of Life, this is just recent, right? It's like uh, in the 2019. middle of the year. Yeah, to, 2019, okay. just, just before the lockdown, really. Uh, just I, before the lockdown. Yeah. And but way before that, she has already that online presence is picking up, she, um, reflecting so many things that's what going on politically, culturally. And then so you know it just keeps she for me she just kept kept building on her platform building mm -hmm. on her audience because there's so many things that she has to share but i want you again carrie to please if you can bring us back to your childhood particularly that i want this this episode to really hone in what the parents can do what the community can do to protect our children so okay well, um, there's there's so much here because I don't believe in stranger danger, knowing the statistics, right? So uh, to protect your own children, uh, it's really 
you know, just trusting uh, that you're going to teach common sense, that you're going to teach them, you know, um, to listen to their intuition inside. That's really a big part of all of this, because um, majority of those that, uh, you know, molest children are usually known to the family. They're family members, they're uh, teachers, step parents, and, um, and you know, uh, like activity leaders would be your number one um, predators, actually, you know, like, um, I don't want to say any organization in particular, but often they'll take predators will take a position um, to lead children's groups, and to be in a place of confidence, teachers, you know, something like that. So, uh, you know, don't leave your children alone. Uh, uh, with with uh, individuals, right? And I don't know, it, it goes even further. Okay, so let's go back. Um, I, I, at the age of three, I was molested and uh, by a German couple that had befriended my parents and they groomed my parents for, for a full year. And I had no idea. I thought they were just a really nice couple. They took me away for a weekend and it was my, my hell. And so um, I, it affected me um, physically for many, many years. I became very ill and I was sickly to the age of 14 and never put two and two together because, you know, the amazing thing about the human body is often when you have trauma like this, you shut down the memories of it. You block it. And that's why so many people can't remember parts of their childhood because there was some kind of drama, whether it was physical, emotional, sexual abuse, whatever it was, um, there will be blocks in your memory. And so that was my case. And I didn't remember. So fast forward, um, I'm also Métis, uh, Aboriginal in Canada. Uh, I'm Cree and Ojibwe on one side of my family, family and Huron and Iroquois, Iroquois in the other side. So I'm actually all right across Canada, uh, you know, all four quadrants as such. And so, um, you know, I was brought up differently, uh, even though at the time I didn't know I was native, I intuitively had a lot of native friends. I hung out on the reservation. Uh, I was like the only white kid on the res and uh, couldn't figure out why, you know, all my friends were native. And so, you know, uh, I learned a lot of things that normally wouldn't be out there, you know, and, and I learned about nature and about listening to that little voice inside. My mom was extremely psychic. So I also had many experiences right from the age of three, out-of-body experiences. I don't know if you want to go through all of that kind of stuff because um, it got a little weird. <laughs> Do you really want to go into the ET stuff? Uh, I don't know, because everything is like you say, it all leads up to where we are today, including the ET stuff. Okay. Are you open to that? Would your viewers and or should we leave that aside for now and maybe address it another time? No. Nope. You can mention a little bit of it, but we may not have to go in details. And I say that okay. because I am also, I 
I am around people who have the experiences of that multidimensionality, and we cannot deny that there are multidimensions. We don't have to go into the details of disclosure, etc. No, not today. <laughs> okay. okay, perfect. <laughs> but, okay, so so at the age of three, right after my molestation. I was also living in the military. My father was military, and I believe that there was experiments being done. And so uh, I was in in a program that I later found. You know, years later, I did uh, you know some hypnosis and discovered that this this program was actually um, a military program, and it led forward to my psychic abilities to my um, my helping in um, saving so many children. It also led to, eventually I had two near-death experiences. I died my first time when uh, I was 27 years old. I had had an abortion and I was drinking heavily and I choked on my own vomit. And so uh, I ended up going to what would be a very dark side. I was really surprised because like I said in, in many interviews, is that I always thought I was a really good person. You know, I was a volunteer from the age of 13. I always was, you know, about humanity and kindness and love. But there I was toe-to-toe um, -to -toe with what we would know as the devil. And so uh, that was my wake-up call that, okay, there is both good and bad here in this realm. And I also came to understand that this is like an illusion right? This is multi-universe. It's a multiverse. And there are multiple dimensions. And in this dimension right now that I was experiencing, it may be different from what others are experiencing, right? But for me, um, it was a, a 3D dimension. So there was contrast. There was good, bad, up, down, in, out. So if there was a devil, there was also a creator. And, and so I started to um, go through all of that, the learning. And what I came to realize was that what I experienced in my near-death experiences was a microcosm of what we are experiencing now as a planet. And it is a battle, a spiritual battle for good, bad, uh, and, and, you know, everything that we're going through right now. Um, is is what I experienced in 1992. And so what I can tell you is that we're coming out of it. And I believe that we're going to be successful. We already are. And that, uh, you know, the, the powers that be that have been a ruling class for a very long time, uh, they're on their way out, you know. I learned many years ago, I was dating Jean Chrétien's son, okay? He was the Prime Minister of Canada, and Jean Chrétien. And I was dating his son in 1991, 92. And um, he, out of the blue, had said to me, I, okay, so I'll go back a bit further. He came to visit me in Vancouver. And I was a young, you know, young girl. And I was, um, my phone was being bugged. And I was like, you know, Hubert, why am I getting bugged? <laughs> and he goes, well, my father will be the next prime minister. He was French. And uh, so I am followed everywhere with CSIS, uh, which is like the FBI, CIA, and Canadian version. 
And uh, he brought me to the window and he said, see that white van down there? Those are my friends. They follow us everywhere. And they did. When we went outside, they were talking in their, you know, handcuffs, in not handcuffs, in their cuffs and the microphone. And, uh, and they followed us everywhere. And I said, well, this makes no sense because your father is the opposition leader right now. He's not even prime minister. I mean, don't we have to have to have an election first? And he said to me, oh, Carrie, don't you understand? <laughs> it was like almost condescending, but not really. <laughs> you know, it was like, oh, Carrie, don't you understand? There are 13 families that rule and they make decisions. So my father made an agreement that my sister married into the family in Quebec. And by doing that, uh, they owned all the hydroelectric um, companies. They were a very, very wealthy family that no one knows about, really. Desmarais family. And so she married into there. And with that, a deal was made that he would be the next prime minister. And he told me point blank in 1991 that all elections worldwide were rigged. They were all, you know, a facade. And so that was the beginning of my eye opening, you know, uh, of that realm. So then fast forward, uh, I die twice. I come back and creator keeps saying to me, you got too much to do. You got to go back. You got too much to do. And I'm like, I was a bartender. I was a drunk. What am I going to do? You know, I what am I going to do in world in the world? And I was illiterate. I, I couldn't read. I couldn't uh, I could write. But it turned out I was learning disabled and um, and it was hereditary brother, father, myself, my kids, everyone in the family, pretty much. And so um, I came back and a couple of years later, I ended up having my beautiful oldest daughter. She was two years old and we were living uh, northern British Columbia, Canada, and we owned a mobile home park. So we went up there to renovate the mobile home park and put in roads and everything and make it a nice place for people to live. So we lived in one of the trailers while we were there, uh, modular homes. We don't say the T word. <laughs> and so anyways, we lived in the modular home and our neighbor in um, a motel next door uh, turned out to be a three-time convicted pedophile. So um, as if I hadn't had enough go in life, that now uh, this three-time convicted pedophile enters my house and she was in the crib and I'm chopping vegetables with a big long knife and I hear something behind me and I turn around and there's this six-foot guy, muscular, and he's heading towards the nursery. So I chase him out, like, who the hell are you? What are you doing in my house? I'd seen him before, knew he was my neighbor got him out and found out later that he was a three-time convicted pedophile. I also found out very quickly he had more rights than we did as a family. And I thought, this is not right. So maybe this is what Creator was saying when, you know, I kept hearing, you got to go back, you got too much to do. So in 1998, there was no one speaking up in Canada for protection of children against pedophilia. It was a silent epidemic at the time. And uh, and that was the first real run of me speaking out. Actually, it was the second. Um, the second run of me speaking out about injustice and, and uh, about something that was going on in the world and um, being ostracized and put down for it and losing friends and family members and everyone saying I was nuts because I was saying this is an epidemic. 
it's hidden. It's a silent epidemic. So I worked for 17 years. I ended up helping to write uh, 14 laws to amend and um, protect and write new laws to um, protect children. And interestingly, my first time that I stepped out and said something's amiss was about Fauci. And that was in 1993, 94. Um, my first husband and I wrote a book on Fauci because he had reclassified AIDS under the cancer umbrella. And that's how he got funding for AIDS in a very huge way. So what he did was a precursor for the jab, I believe, was with AIDS, the AIDS virus. Um, we wrote a book on that and, uh, and it got absolutely panned. Oh, we were beaten up in the media, but it turned out we were bang on all these years later, we can look back and go, hmm, interesting. So it's been an adventure. <laughs> We've had a lot of things that have happened that have all led up to where we are today. And in spite of that, here you are still uh, doing your work. And yes. from what I understand that even your book, The Five Lessons of Life, has been censored and banned also. But I was just thinking, unless there's something in it, or maybe your reputation goes with you already, and that's why they didn't want to make, you know, make, they want to make it hard for you. Because it seems like um, the book in its, on the con content of the book, does not even incriminate them unless there's such a thing. Well, anyway, oh, tell no. us about the five lessons first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the five lessons, um, I was given that during my second death. And um, it was a beautiful part because I was actually just going to come back. Uh, I was about to come back. I had agreed to return to Earth. And creator said, if there is one last question that you would like to ask, and you could bring that knowledge back to earth and help humanity, um, what would that question be? And I thought for a while and I really struggled and all of a sudden I saw this light zip around and it went right into the back of my head. And it was like, you know, that light bulb moment where you get the aha and, uh, and I went, ah, okay, I've got the question. Um, I understand that God loves everyone. I, you know, from all the, the various religions, almost all of them have the same message, and that is creator loves everyone, including the rapists, the murderers, the people that do the most heinous things. And I didn't understand how could you love those people. And, uh, and he said, oh, that's easy, like this. And so as he did that, I transported in back in time, and I say time because, the, you know, time isn't as we know it, as many of you understand now. Uh, time is not linear. It's actually this way. So past, present, future all happens in the now. That's why they say all we have is the now. So it really is happening like this. It's not over 80 years, 100 years. But we need that time in order to process our spiritual growth and to digest whatever it is that we are learning at the moment in order to get into the now and step into our, our spiritual essence. So anyways, I went back in time and I met with um, both my, my previous self, right? And also um, the counselor that was working with my memory self. And so 
uh, I had a series of events with them. And basically what the counselors said to me was that everyone on this planet here and now, when we come to earth, we come to learn from the five lessons of life. And the five lessons of life are forgiveness, compassion, faith and trust that you're on the right path, doing the right thing in the right place with the right people at the right time, and love, unconditional love. Okay. And so when you look at everything that you experience, you know, for instance, the molestation, you ask the question, can you forgive the people or person that did that to you? Right. In order to grow and advance spiritually, you need to be able to forgive whole 100%. You, many people will say, oh, I forgive, but I, I'll never forget. Well, then you're not forgiving, not fully, right? Because you're still holding on to something inside there. And what I learned was you have to ask, can I forgive them 100%? If you're saying yes, then you're on the right path. If you're saying no, then you got some work to do yet. Do you have compassion for them, right? Because they probably had a hell of a life themselves. And if you read the book, you'll understand that even more, how to have compassion. And do you have faith and trust that everything was in your highest good in the end? Like my mom used to always say, um, she's passed now, but she would always say, today's tragedy is tomorrow's blessing, right? So a tragedy, can you have faith and trust that that tragedy is actually going to be your blessing? And do you unconditionally love them? Can you unconditionally love someone that's hurt you? Yeah. And if you can say yes, then you're truly stepping into a spiritual essence of why we're here, right? Because that's, that's the process. That's what we need to do. But even more so, can you ask those questions of yourself and still say yes? And that's when you know that you're really on the right path. Do you love yourself? Do you have faith and trust that you're on the right path? Do you forgive yourself for all the things that you've said and done? And do you have compassion for yourself? And if you can say yes, wow, you're doing well, right? So that was the five lessons. Right? I know it's a, it is, it's isn't it? Order. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And then, what, for like for you, when did you when you first realized that you were molested? How? What was your initial feeling? And then, when did you start moving towards what the tall order is referring that to start with you? Um, I, I discovered it. I was actually at a Harv Ecker, T. Harv Ecker event, and I was running the cameras for him. I, I was in film production for a long time. And I was behind the camera, and he was doing a closed eye process, and I had meditated for years. And I always had this memory right up to a certain point, and then there was nothing there. And as I'm running the camera, all of a sudden, the memory started to come back. And this is long after my near-death experiences. Because I did see up until a certain point in my near-death experience, uh, the same, you know, molestation. But they stopped it right at that memory. And they said, one day you'll actually, um, not actually, but you will see, it'll reveal itself to you uh, when you're ready. And I realized I was actually ready because I was at a point where, it didn't matter anymore. I had already started the advocacy work um, to save children. 
So I had worked with so many children that had been molested, like 3,500 kids at that point, and, um, and the pedophiles as well. And I came to have um, an understanding why a lot of them were doing what they were doing. Um, majority had been molested themselves as children, so it was a learned behavior. And then there was the introduction of the internet. And we found that you know, 70% that were starting to um, uh, either look at child pornography or, or go into that. Okay, 70% of those that were looking at child pornography were um, 17 to 20 year old young males that were watching child porn on the net. And they probably wouldn't have looked at child porn before had there not been the net because it used to be very hard to get. Um, and then of that 70% or of the actual 100% of um, people that were watching child porn, 40% of those went on to actually act out their fantasies on children. So we know that, you know, um, watching child porn is not uh, a harmless act. It actually entices many to act out and create and commit crimes um, using children. And I think a lot of people forget that child pornography is actually a crime in caught in, you know, film. It's uh, a child being raped forever. Their life is going to be damaged in some way. And but at the same time, um, being one of those damaged children and coming out of it on the other side with total forgiveness um, I understand that that was, yeah, I don't know if you can hear the ding, but it's confirmation to me, like, yes, <laughs> you know, um, I believe that that was part of my spiritual journey. And, you know, I won't have to repeat um, these lessons, because I've actually got it. I, I'm practicing that now. Yeah. When you so, sorry, Dark Grace, because uh, you know you were talking about like the web. I presume it's the dark web because they probably can't find that. But I'm just wondering, like with the AI, you know, I mean, I know unfortunately a lot all the organizations they're all run by the wrong people, but there mm -hmm. is some good people that are kind of behind the AI. I presume that once we got the right people kind of attacking this to bring these sites down and everything, because if there's Absolutely. such a high percentage of people that are actually committing this when they're watching it, if we can actually remove it. And just for those that don't know, like even on X, which is, you know, Elon Musk thinks he's the saving grace. There was porn on that. When someone told me that, I said, no way. So, oh, like, yeah. And I've seen it on Facebook as well. I was like, what the hell is this? I'm, I'm shadow banned. I'm, I'm removed from YouTube. I'm so many different yeah. things. And yet I see this, so people think it's the same grace. Yeah. But is like, have you come across anyone that's like on the technical side of things that can take it down? Because like we can try to bring in laws, but as you said, I don't think there's not one government in the world that's not controlled. So you try Absolutely. to bring in stuff, they it's not gonna happen that way. No, uh, it's an ongoing battle, battle. I think that, um, what channel do you have on uh, this? Because can we talk about pedophilia? Can we talk about well, of that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're, okay. we're not in YouTube. We're, we've been okay. banned already for I know, time. me too. <laughs> yeah, I've been demonetized and, and shadow banned and no, yeah. Yeah, it's been a real adventure. Okay, so pedophilia and pedivores is worldwide. 
Um, I believe that our Canadian government uh, leaders are definitely part of it. In fact, if you look back, I'm so excited now because now we can talk. <laughs> okay, so let's talk. Um, Trudeau, uh, when he first came into power, the very first thing that he did was said, hey, we have a copper shortage, right? And I was thinking, why is there a copper shortage? And it wasn't until years later that I came across this small little article, and it was a, uh, a border control agent on the border of Canada and US. And he found that um, there were all these vials of blood that were coming from the US into Canada, and they were supposed to go to a copper mine way up north in, in Canada. And, uh, and so he started to look into it. He stopped held the the unit and they looked in and realized it was human blood and more specifically they found out later that it was children's blood it was adrenochrome and at that time no one really knew what adrenochrome was so they were shipping it all to this copper mine in northern canada it turned out that copper is used to um, create elongate the shelf life of adrenochrome and so that's why we all had to hand in our pennies in Canada. We had this sudden copper shortage. And, uh, and I mean, we don't have pennies anymore in Canada. We all had to hand them in to the banks. And um, I was thinking, you know, it's unbelievable what they have done um, with all of this. So there is not one government, I believe, uh, that is innocent around the world. Well, maybe, um, is it not Sweden? Well, what was the, was it Sweden that had very little um, lockdown? They didn't lock down. Yeah, Sweden, yeah. but unfortunately then they've opened the borders, bringing in a lot of refugees that have, yeah. and I mean, they're like in Ireland, they're military men. They're Ireland. Not, and so exactly. they're abusing, they're raping the people. And it's like, yeah, they're just turning the other way. Wow. Wow. Well, that is another big issue, right? I mean, all these men that are coming in, they're fighting age, there's no children, there's no women, it's all men, and they're preparing They're UN soldiers, right? I, I find it interesting, because I actually have it right here. Um, <laughs> that's funny. I got a medal from my work with pedophilia from both the Queen of England, this one, and both the UN. This was in um, 2001. Was the Volunteer of Year of the War, Volunteer of the Year Award medal, and this one was for you know all my work as a pedophilia. And I think I, I look at it and I think they it must have killed them giving me these awards because it was totally against. I mean, I'm fighting against everything that they were trying to do. She and, didn't they uh, take 10 children, Aboriginally children, the Queen and her The Queen, husband. that was 1964. Yeah, yeah 1964 at the Kamloops um, uh, Residential School. My mom was in a residential school in Quebec, and um, uh, she was age three. She was, you know, Aboriginal. And so uh, this is something that's really close to home with our family. Um, the Queen came. She visited the Kamloops uh, Aboriginal um, you know, school. And uh, she went out for lunch with 10 of the children and they never returned. And so they were going to um, try her in, uh, where was it now? Ah, oh, forgive me. It was in Europe. They were going to try her. And uh, the two witnesses 
um, were dead. The one that was surviving, he was in the hospital and, um, and overnight he was found dead. And so, uh, you know, she had no witnesses against her. So there was no, no trial. And, uh, but yeah, there was a long history. And I believe actually Trump, when he went to see the queen, um, that's one reason why he was walking in front of her. If you look at the video of Trump with the queen, he actually motioned and said, and, and then she motioned, go ahead. And, uh, and it was because I think he went and said, I've got all the evidence. (laughs) The game is, is up the, you know, you're, you're done. And, uh, and so just on that now, because yeah. like everything is kind of, it's impossible to decipher what's right and what's wrong. But like a lot of the times I've seen, like a lot of people think Trump's going to be our saving grace, but he's no. done a lot of things that aren't right. Like, so like, you know, mm-hmm. saying about natural things for the, the jab. And then all of a sudden he's promoting it and I got it. And then his daughter's mm-hmm. doing a photo shoot, getting the jab. And there's mm-hmm. so many things that he has done. Like, yeah. unfortunately people are thinking he's the saving grace. So yeah, I think we are the same. I think it's within ourselves is the absolutely. I agree with you a hundred percent. I think everyone's waiting for someone to come be the savior and save the day, and it's not going to happen. I think that we have to stand up collectively. I think that we um, the song. um, I've been saying this for since twenty twenty. Okay, so I get visions. I get insights because when I came back, I heard voices and you know, clear downloads. And, uh, and so when 2020 happened, it was locked down. I was standing outside of my balcony and I was thinking, okay, what's this about? What do I need to do? And I heard very clearly, you need to start oming. You need to start toning because it is the toning raises the vibration, right? And then you look at, uh, something start to happen. Italy, they started to sing. Uh, all the Italians were locked down. They opened up the windows. They were out on the balcony and they were singing. And, and what happens next? It came out, you cannot sing because uh, you're going to affect the people that are, what, 50 meters away across the street, you know. And then Shanghai happened. And in Shanghai, they were um, all locked down. The drones were coming over. Again, they were singing together collectively in their homes. You could hear them. And the drones were saying, do not sing in, in, you know, their language. And why? Because they were afraid that the vibration would change. And someone pointed out to me just recently that the final battle in um, Ghostbusters 2, at the very end, they always have to tell us what is going to happen and also what is the antidote, right? They have to tell us that in advance. And if you look back at Ghostbusters 2, the demonic being that has the infant in its arms and is holding it up, all of a sudden, there is a massive crowd outside that starts to sing Old Lang Syne. And that makes the, the devil being, you know, whatever it was, makes me choke up. Um, he started to fall apart. And that was actually the, the fall of the cabal was the song, group singing. And so what I've been saying is we need to have sit-ins, old-fashioned 1960s sit-ins, where we stand up by sitting down, right? You sit down and you sing and you raise the vibration and you bring joy and you bring harmony with one another. 
because Trump, I don't think, is going to come and be our savior. Um, yes, he he promoted the vax, and I had a real hard time with that. But I also think that maybe I'm going to make an excuse for him because he did a lot of good stuff, too. Um, I think maybe he had really bad advisors, which we know he did. And uh, and he was, you know, following what he thought all of the medical people that were around him, including Fauci, were telling him, you know, and uh, and so that's what they were doing at that time. But you also have to remember, Trump was the one that um, reduced child trafficking by 96 percent by putting up that wall. His first executive order was to eliminate child trafficking and human trafficking. Right. And he brought world peace. He brought he was the first uh, president in what? 300 years not to have a war, right? He brought peace to Korea, Northern, Southern Korea. He brought it to the Middle East. He, he was a peacekeeper through and through. Meanwhile, Trudeau up North, oy, oy, what he was doing. You know, how do you go in to politics as a, a hidden pedophile? Because we know now that he was in the school in Point Grey in Vancouver and uh, was involved with a 14-year-old and had to pay $2.5 million out. And I believe it was the Liberal Party that paid that fee, actually, for him. He goes into politics as a drama teacher, the dropout drama teacher slash uh, pedophile in my books, and uh, comes out now, his net worth, if you Google, well, I'm not, I don't like saying Google, if you research, um, he's worth $97 million Canadian. How does a drama teacher go into politics and come out $97 million richer unless, you know, he's part of the game and he's been pocketing a lot of money at our demise. You look at the jabs, who profited greatly from that besides big pharma, our politicians, massively, you know. You look at um, Freeland, his right-hand woman, and look at her father, the SS officer, you know, Nazis. It's all kind of making sense now, right? When we look at who is in position worldwide, all governments. I'm in Portugal now. We just lost, uh, well, not lost. Our, our uh, president just stepped down in Portugal uh, for corruption. So, you know, it's, I think it's the end of the cabal. I think they're really starting to fall apart. And, uh, and now I'm waiting for the tribunals to start, the Nuremberg-type tribunals. But we need to um, stand up by sitting down. And the reason why I say that is, you know, we watched the marches and the, the protests, and people would be standing up and the police would come, and people would walk with the police to the paddy wagon. And I think... No, don't do that. Sit down. Let them lift you. Let them have to drag you. Exhaust the police officer's arms, right? They won't want to do this if you're well, not... I, On that, I because yeah. I have seen a lot of that. I mean, the fair is because they don't think twice about batting you with their batons. They could cause, you know, permanent damage by that. So, you know, yeah. but like the thing is, like the way I'm looking at it is kind of like the sovereignty and stuff like that, because yeah. a police officer, they're all corporations. And they really, when you kind of know mm -hmm. the law that they're yes. playing on, they can't do nothing. And unfortunately, people aren't 
but it's I see it's increasing. There's more and more people doing it. Like for example, if you're yeah. stopped walking across the road, who's the injured party? Things like that. And exactly. I think that's how we're going to take this back because, like, I have never ever seen a protest where I knew the elections were because I could even see it in Ireland because the left and right had to come together. I said, I see mm-hmm. good people out there, and they're not even getting like they say, "Oh, he got three hundred votes." They're like, "No way!" You know, right. so like you were right. Everywhere is, is you know, infiltrated. But just wondering, well, you know, the the, the thirteen families. Are they all in alignment or is there times that they're trying to kind of get the upper hand on each other? Is there kind of in-house fighting as well with them? I think they were all in alignment. I think that they were like dynasties uh, that coexisted for a very long time. But I think that that's where the ETs come in. I think that, you know, we look at Klaus Schwab as one of the leaders. I think that there's ETs above that and they're not good ETs, you know, and that's been part of my experience, which... I don't always go into because that's really out there, but more and more people are starting to understand that, um, you know, like Barbara Mersiniak, she wrote in 1988, um, the history of, of, you know, humanity, how our DNA was altered from 12 strands of DNA to two strands of DNA, how there was a battle for earth because earth was actually the melting pot. And when you look at all of our different nationalities, um, I had that insight years ago that we're actually different species that are all hybrids, I believe. And we are here to learn, to live together, love together, and, and coexist together to grow spiritually. And I think that's what, um, you know, is we can either leave here worse off than once we came. And that was my battle, my first spiritual battle was um, I was beating myself up because I had had an abortion and I my spirit was dead. And when I came face to face with what we would know as the devil, um, I, I, I heard and was told and felt that what he was doing was collecting souls. And I didn't know about adrenochrome back then. I didn't know about energy suckers and vampires, right? And so... Um, what I, I came to know was that he was surviving off of um, sucking people dry and collecting souls as such. And so fast forward all these years, it's actually starting to unveil. And when we look at lockstep 210, you know, they put it in writing, everything that they were going to do. And lockstep 2030. It's all in writing. It's right there. You know, the only thing that we're missing now, we've done the climate change. That's been the next one. But the ET invasion, that will be the next. And so I think that's the next um, lockdown that they're planning is, you know, we've got to save the world by taking on these holograms, which are fake invasions. And some will have drones in the holograms and they will actually shoot, you know, and kill their own citizens because that's what they're doing is calling humanity. You look at the Georgia Guidestones, they actually put it in writing, right? That that was what they were planning to do was reduce the population to 500 million people, half a billion people. And when you look at all of the underground bunkers that were built under the airports and et cetera, um, they could easily house those 500 million. So you, me, and everyone we know most likely is not in that 500 million invite only list, right? So we have to stand up 
And we don't have much time left, I don't believe. I think um, going into 2024, maybe three, four months before they'll either start World War III or something, something like a lockdown or something will happen. So we need to start taking over our um, governments and in a passive way, like we don't even know about Gandhi now, you know, you hear about Mother Teresa, you hear about Gandhi, you hear about so many, what we thought were great people or great leaders. There's questions now. But what I do know about Gandhi was he used passive resistance effectively. And I think that that was actually a really great thing. And we can learn from it now. Um, and don't give up in the United States. Don't give up your weapons. <laughs> you know, they're trying to take the weapons away. And don't do that. Same with Canada. You know, so we need to um, we need to take over and start a different way of, of um, you know, it's more community-based, I think, uh, smaller and, and being uh, self-sufficient, right? I watched a video of a guy the other day. He was kind of, it was fictitious, like kind of saying, this is how they're done. But he was basically saying that this town was like the council wasn't looking after it. So they overtook the council. They started doing everything. And I, that's all I say is like the schools, yep. the local schools, you take over your school, you don't allow exactly. these nut jobs. And you make people accountable. And when they're, you look them straight, what I've noticed, they can't look you in the eye anytime. I mean, I've had a hundred court cases. I've I've dealt with so many, they can never look you in the eye. And it's just that, unfortunately, you don't have a hundred people standing next to you going, shame on you and you need to go. If you did that's immediately, right. the whole thing would stop. But I'm kind of going down a different angle here now, but I'm just curious because it's something I cannot understand. Antarctica. It's like they all have this military. It's like, what is going on? Do, do you know? <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird one. Yeah, it's a strange one. Like nobody has ever circumnavigated kind of north-south nope. and nobody's allowed to go there. So yep. is that something that you're aware of? And but I think that's part of the ET stuff. And, you know, flat earthers have a whole different uh, uh, idea about that. And there might be something to that, to tell you the truth. You know, the dome uh, above us. Um Honestly, I, I had a guy on it and I went really deep down with who knows because mm -hmm. I can't go up there. But I have seen so many things that have actually made it more that it is than it isn't. Absolutely. But then again, how can I know? I've heard loads of pilots saying it. I've seen a guy on a plane saying if it, the plane is going, you know, like a 12 hour flight, he's got a level on the plane and it should be kind of tilting because it's supposed to be tilting to go around That's the earth. Right. That doesn't have, and there's so many other things. And like, like yep. with the moon and everything, NASA, it's all mm -hmm. fake. Everything you you can actually see yep. the pictures of the earth. So like I can never say which is right because I, I don't know. I haven't like let me fly there, let me look at it. But the yeah. thing is, if like that the fact that the earth is supposed to be spinning at sixty six thousand six hundred miles per hour, what's that number? It's tilted <laughs> at twenty three point four. <laughs> Take that away from ninety degrees, you got sixty six points. Yeah. So like mm -hmm. that straight away is kind of like. Mm? And Hello. so, so think do I it. know it is flat? I don't know. Do I think it's, <laughs> but what they're showing me, it doesn't look like it. And I've seen loads of maps <laughs> from around the world that like this ET stuff as such is like an ice wall. But then outside that, there's supposed to be other lands. The whole, but how, yeah. Yeah. But how am I to know? Honestly, I'm allowed to go there. The it outer, doesn't make sense. The outer yeah. limits, right? Yeah. 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 No, there's a, there. I actually am starting to believe, but again, there's so much mind control through harp, right? Or what was harp? 
whatever it is now with the direct energy weapons, God knows. But have you seen the video um, of uh, Donald Trump and he's he's with um, who was it now? His his advisor. It was the one of the main generals. And um, he was saying, listen, we haven't been to the moon yet. We have to figure out how to you know, get there and blah, 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 blah. And uh, and they were all acknowledging. Yeah, we've never been to the moon. Yeah. And uh, but and also, have you seen the video of there were three, four young kids? I can't remember how many. Anyways, they were uh, they made a rocket ship. They were science whiz kids. And uh, and in school, they made a rocket and they shot it off and they were watching it go up, 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 up. And then all of a sudden, boom it hit the dome and it went skidding across the dome and had sparks behind it and, and, you know, kept going. And, and that I've video, seen a few videos like that, but you can see yeah. it looks flat based Absolutely. on, and, oh, but it's never them. It's always when there's yeah. people that try something and they're able to get up there. So that's why, yep. you know, the jury's out. I haven't, I can't confirm either. It's just, but from what I'm seeing, it's, it's seeming more, there yeah. is a dome. It, it's I feel the same, you know, and it also goes back to they always have to tell us. I think that this was a um, interplanetary galactic agreement that in order for the species to rule over humanity, they had to let us know in advance what they were doing. And and so all of these different things, right, they they are letting us know in advance, like the Truman Show. I, I think that the Truman Show actually is, there's some truth to all of this, right? That we're all being watched, we're all being uh, monitored, and, uh, and how much mind control is going on, how much of the matrix is false. You know, we may be actual authentic beings, but is our body elsewhere? Or is this an illusion that, you know, there's so many questions. I think that's why it's really important for us to meditate and to grow ourselves spiritually because in my near-death experiences, the basic, um, the most fundamental message that came through was that we have a choice here, right? This is a place of choices. It's a human experiment. In fact, they told me at one point, you have to return back to the human experiment. And I remember thinking human experiment, this is 1992. There was no quantum physics. There was no, I actually just was writing a comment today. I looked it up. Um, 1992 was the year that we got the first uh, user web, you know, friendly um, uh, program. There was no internet. There was no World Wide web at that time. It was the very first year that we had uh, Mosaic was introduced. And so, you know, there was nothing like that back then yet. I was shown all about uh, multiple dimensions, multiple universes, all of this information came to me. And, uh, and so, I don't know, I think that we, one of the messages was that you can either grow your spirit or you can return worse off than once you came. And, uh, and so I think that this whole thing is about growing spiritually and um, saying enough is enough. You know, I'm not going to even give any more energy towards the cabal and all that crap. And instead, I'm going to focus on 
a, a new dimension. It's like, I'm going to slide the old dimension aside and say, there's a beginning, middle, and end in that. And I trust that that's all going to be resolved. The cabal, all that crap, it's all going aside. Instead, I'm going to bring in a new dimension, my ideal self's dimension. And in this dimension, it's all about harmony. It's all about love. It's all about joy. It's all about, you know, good school systems and, and taking care of each other. And I think that that's what we're capable of, but we have to stand up to be able to do it. Right. No more 15 minute cities because those are open prisons. <laughs> I mean, you look at the 50 empty cities in China, that was a huge wake up call for me. So I put that one together in 216. I woke up with a vision and it was a panic because I saw COVID in 216 in a, a lucid dream, right? I get a lot of downloads just as I'm waking up. And it was so traumatic that um, my kids were living in Canada at the time I was in the UK. And, um, and I went online and sent them the double masks, <laughs> you know, with the hazmat suit. And I mailed that off to Canada. And so my two girls who were, you know, 18 and 23 at the time, they, they were like, mom, what the heck is this about? And I said, you know, I'm sorry. I know that you're going to think I'm crazy, but I had a dream and I saw that there was going to be, you know, like this huge virus attack. And so just keep it on hand just in case. Right. And, uh, and yeah, so I can't remember how I got to that, but, but anyways, we're, you were talking we're, about the, the, the cities in China, the big cities that are. Oh, yeah, there. yeah. Okay, so I put that together. Thank you. In 2016, I had this vision. And so then Trump gets into office and Hillary's not. And then I start hearing about Hillary and fa Frazzle Drip and all the stuff that she had done. And then I looked and I found the 50 empty cities in China. And I was like, why would they build 50 empty cities in China? that um, are all high tech. And it turns out that each apartment had monitoring devices and, and cameras and audio and everything. It was like open prisons, right? It was a, a prison system. And, um, and that's when it dawned on me that had Hillary gotten in in 216, we would have had the virus back then. That's what they were planning was to do COVID in 216 and fill up those 50 empty cities with citizens, bring them from the country, ship them off to these large empty cities. So still today, those cities are sitting empty, 50 of them. Yeah. Look them up. It's really interesting. No, I, I remember I, yeah. I was, I talked oh, about seen. it. And yeah, I seen, oh, no, yeah. and I, like I, what I was seeing, it was like, it was the people in the country doing all the crops and stuff that they come up because now they can do all the, the machines that can do all this. And then right. they're giving us the bugs and whatever they want to do. But it was basically take the farmers off the land because they can't control them. They can't have no. the, you know, software to be watching all them when they're everywhere. That was the, the plan of it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Take them out of the country, put them in the cities. It's more control. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's all it's worldwide. Every Which, like you were talking I mean, about hope at the start. And like one of the things that I've seen, because I know everybody does like doom and gloom and we need a bit of light. But I'm seeing because I'm watching it closely and I, I know your your husband's English. So like the, with the ULIS, there's people going around sticking 
stickers on the camera. They're stand, they're dressing up as yep. uh, dinosaurs standing in front of the camera. <laughs> they're just they're I doing some it. and dark and not, the blade the runners camera. are cutting them down. And it's like exactly. Yeah. They're actually even there's one guy he's going around with his phone and he's going up to the people that are actually operating this and they're having to hide their face and everything because I think that's the kind of shun them. You know, mm -hmm. you have to go, hey, what you're doing is not right. And exactly. I think by people seeing that they get a bit of inspiration and they go, hey, they're doing this. Why can't that's we right. do it? And yeah. And actually, my husband is in uh, England right now and they have a weekly, you know, uh, stand in the park is uh is the groups right so you can look up the different groups there in different cities and so they they meet in the park every sunday i believe it is and uh yeah so there are groups that you can join there you know look for them join them and um and unite we look at i think it was in ireland wasn't it the the um 15 minute city that there was being proposed and or was it ireland and it got shut down and it was because like 150 people showed up at the meeting when that they were going to roll it out and they shut it down so fast. It was awesome. Yeah. And that was actually one of the first uh, 15 minute cities that got shut down. It was great. So it shows that there, you know, the power of the people that really is. So when I wrote the book, the very, you know, back of the book, I wrote in 2019 that we have to rise up, step up, step up, rise up and stand up. And it just kept going in my mind. We have to do this over and over and over again. So I finally wrote it down and I had no idea at that time how profound those words would be because that's ultimately what we have to do. Um, yeah, there's a lot of SHIT that's happening around the world you know, and, and it's the Bilderberg group and Davos and all of those guys, you know, they, we wonder why it's worldwide. It's because they've been meeting together for how many years as a collective and planning this out. And uh, right now with the wars that's going on, it's again, magician act, look over here. Meanwhile, they're getting ready, right. To do something else. And, uh, and we, we're running out of time. I believe we have to act sooner than later. So no, no one's coming to save you. You've got to act. Uh, you've got to stand up. Do I something. just wanted to add more of this conversation because you mm -hmm. pointed out a lot of good things that I think needs to be addressed a little bit. Like um, I know you talk about the, that there's no internet yet and the presence of the internet is crucial. And and in one conversation that we had with John Waters, actually, he kind of mentioned that you just never know in the future the, the images, the videos, which one really is real. Because that's Absolutely. the truth. So yeah. for me, the way I look at, you know, what's happening in all the videos, especially in 2020, I don't really mm -hmm. jump into conclusion and into what China is doing, what Russia is doing because I always remember that there are certain countries that we've been indoctrinated to not like, not to That's support a good point. everything. And then like, so if there are buildings like in China, this is how I look at it. May, unless maybe they have a reason for that because we, we know for a fact that 
until now, yeah. there's proxy wars. Yes. And in the proxy wars, and China has a, what, how many, a century that they've been shamed. So they always, if I guess if it's in my family, if in a small yeah. family, you know someone is hurting you all the time or going to hurt you, I'm going to build something to protect me. So what I'm seeing politically is that Russia, China, and of course, Iran, and of course, other countries that been bullied for all those years are creating always something in defense. So mm -hmm. I keep that mind, my that open, and I see what if they're doing something good for their people. Yeah, and then maybe you know. Okay, so that's how I look. Then at oh, one I, point, I, you I, yeah, Carrie, I fully agree. You know, yeah, yeah, and I tell you more so that what I have in my head, and then you can all connect it. And then you made mention about, and Roy also concurred that our the help is within us. You pointed out that we just we don't have a two strand DNA. We have a twelve strand. We have a twenty four. We have a forty eight. Exactly. So from that, maybe maybe we just don't remember a lot of good things yeah. but you have an advantage because you have that near death okay i'm not telling everyone to have a near death okay no no <laughs> but everyone has the ability and that's the whole thing is we have the ability to have out-of-body experiences and to grow spiritually and so that's where it comes is building that muscle and believing that we are all the same so if i had that ability you have that ability we all have the junk dna and that junk DNA is actually the God force DNA. The, you know, it is the rest of that 12 strand DNA, if not more, like you say, you know, mm -hmm. and so we all have the ability to be telekinetic and, and uh, have telepathy and, you know, and to shift everything that's going on in this world instantly, vibrationally. Right. And so that's where, you know, stopping the dialogue of, what they're doing and who they are and all of that. And instead focusing on the solution and that is peace and love and joy and happiness. And it sounds kumbaya-ish, but I think that's really where it's all gonna come together. And your first part, I 100% agree with you because we've all seen photos of, you know, that were doctored and, you know, of um, George Floyd and all the, the different videos and everything. Right. And, um, and again, being brought up in the military, I was brought up on a Northern spy station in Northern Quebec. And, um, we were so frightened of the Russians back then because they were the enemy. And before that it was chairman Mao, you know, there was always an enemy to be scared of. And, and, uh, and I remember the Russian planes would fly over the base and we as children would have to run home and we'd have to black out the house. So we pull the curtains shut and you would stay still and you would practice in school, you know, bomb, um, uh, uh, yeah, getting under the, the, yeah, the desks. And we actually had a lot of bomb scares in my, um, elementary schools. We had evacuations and stuff. So so there was a lot of fear growing up and ironically I ended up dating, dating a Russian guy. Um, and, and that was really interesting because I had to let go of everything that was in me uh, from childhood 
you know, and, and absolutely love that man with my whole heart. Yeah. And those, and those, uh, uh, since you mentioned the military, isn't it, talk to us about what you know in the technology that the military might have used or even non-military, but it kind of connects as if people can hear and mm -hmm. then they start. You know, oh yeah, military has uh, equipment that we we <laughs> couldn't even imagine right now because they reverse engineered everything in the 1950s, right? We know about that. Uh, with with Area 51, they they reverse engineered, and so that's why all of a sudden there was a surge in technology. Um, okay, I'm going to get a little weird here in that um, I I knew someone who was an ET and. Uh, and I had a lot of experiences where I was having, I'd wake up with bruises and stuff. And so I phoned him and I, and I said, I think I know who you are. And he got a little quiet and he was like, what do you mean? And I said, well, you shifted on me a couple of times. You kind of went a little green. And, uh, and he was like, and that doesn't scare you? And I thought, aha, okay, where well, you got something here, right? And, uh, and so I said, no, not at all. So he goes, okay, good. What do you want to know? And so he shared with me a lot of stuff. And one of the things he, he asked me, and this is before ancient aliens and all the stuff on TV, right? It was actually 2012. So maybe there was ancient aliens, but I was never watching it. And so it was just before the end of the Mayan calendar. And I ended up being part of that. And so, um, he asked me, what do you think this is all about? Because I'm not really allowed to tell you, but if you can talk it out and tell me what you see, maybe we can, you know, talk about it. And so I remote viewed and I went in to see what it was and I zoomed through like a, a wormhole and I went into the future and I realized it was humanity that was coming back right now to the time where AI was just beginning because AI is going to change everything and not in a good way right this is where we get the transhuman you know movement and all of that crap and so it was the humans i said to him i think it's humanity coming back and in 212 i didn't know about ai and stuff but that's what i said to him i think that it's like technology they need to change something just when it's about to bud there is something that is about to really change for humanity and they need to come back in the timeline to alter things and uh, he said oh you're so close you're so close and uh and he said um there are five alien nations um that are taking care of the planet earth and humanity um if you have seen any videos of like nuclear warheads that were going up and the ets would come and take it down with a laser some kind of beam um, that's what he was meaning was that they're still, they can't interfere as such, but they can help us from destructing ourselves and the planet. And, but we're getting to a place now that it's really up to the humanity to do this because no one's going to come in and be that savior. Right. So it's up to us. So, yeah, I, I saw a lot of stuff that explains why we're doing what we're doing. And um, I think AI is, is the end of humanity as we know it. Um, I think the jab was really the start of that. 
because of um, hydrogels and nanotechnology that was put into the jabs. And yeah. So. And I don't think you mean AI in general, like, you know, the phone oh. is, the phone is part of AI. You know, we, we get convenience I think it, in the Zoom. Yeah, no, I think AI would be more robotics. I think okay. AI is the, you know, the, the transhuman where you're, you're actually putting chips in brains of humans and um, creating half robotic, half human. Um, yeah. And it's also the, the, you know, what well, chat GPT, great example. It's a dumbing down of humanity, right? I mean, you don't have to be a writer anymore. You don't have to be a computer, uh, like a, a, an artist, um, you know, everything is done for you now. So There's all a of friend, it, I, I had a conversation yeah. with a friend yesterday and mm -hmm. this guy is a genius. Like when we were like 13, he was writing games on a ZX81. He's wow. one of the top developers. When he was going into one of the companies, he was able to hack into their system and find out what with the wages so that he knew what to get. It's like he's just a, <laughs> and he's basically saying my job as a developer will be gone. He said, I think in five years, but he said the way it's developing so fast, he said it might even be two. So that's why he's actually starting to learn about it. So it just shows yeah. that everything can be replaced everything. with it. My, my daughter works in the film industry in Vancouver and they just had a strike. And it turned out that it was really, the strike was really about actors and protecting actors because AI is at such a level now that you don't need actors anymore. Right all movies can be made without actors. And so that is where the underground, uh, the underlying uh, movement is moving towards that really there won't be many jobs left for humanity. And if they're planning to call most of us, um, you know, you can see the agenda, right? That the robots are going to be their servants, the 500,000 that were left. And that is the agenda. But that's not going to be the outcome. I, I truly believe that we've already won. And I do believe that uh, Trump, is he a good guy? Yes or no? I think he is, actually. Uh, you know, when I muscle test just now, I got a really strong yes. Yeah, I think he was misguided um, with some of the people around him. And when you look at who was around him at that time, oh, my Lord, he had a lot of um, really bad advisors. But overall, his intentions were good. He reduced child trafficking, like I said, by 96%. He brought world peace. And no other president has done what he did. So got to have some faith there, right? <laughs> got to have faith in someone on this planet. Good Lord. You know, and all, all the people that originally started as my friends at 2020, you know, like Charlie Ward and Sasha Stone and and um, Mark Atwood and all of these guys, um, Tarot by Janine, all these people. I was in constant contact. We did a lot of videos together. And yeah, I lost faith in all of them. Uh, you know, there's not really one that is left. I'm working with Greg Hallett and, um, you know, a lot of people questioned him, but I've really looked into him. And, and I think that he has honorable intentions and that he is speaking um, the truth about the history. You know, he has a lot of knowledge that really surprises me. 
But other than that, there's really very few, if any, um, that I would trust anymore. So, because I think a lot of them were infiltrated somehow, right? Yeah. And, and Carrie, at least you're still around and there's oh, yeah. something you you keep <laughs> repeating. You keep repeating by saying, oh yeah, no, that's your tag, um, rise yeah. up. So yeah. no matter what, we rise yeah. up. Yes. And when, yeah. and this is one thing that I always hear from Math, Matthew Eric and the other um, geopolitical analysts that sure the AI to the robotics and, yeah, no, we're not talking about the one that is you mentioned already about changing parts of your body or your genitals. You know, that's that's the one that is in not in the good path. But, but even but even your telephone. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Grace. But even the telephone, the telephone is used to watch. It's used to monitor. It's used in a very negative way to control. And it's also part of the programming because everyone is addicted. You go out to a public place, everyone's down with their camera. They're addicted to it. You know, we stopped living. And yeah, that's why you emphasize about getting together, which we're in Jersey, New Jersey, where I am right now. There's a lot of groups. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I just traveled also to another state just to be with a the the press conference for the faith coalition and there were bishops there gathering together yes. awesome. in their show anyway however but but what i guess i wanted to emphasize is that even if these things are happening we mm -hmm. rise up because we have so much creativity and that creativity no ai can really master it and Never. there was a there, I, there was an example that I, I, there was a company somewhere in Texas, they were trying the, the, the you know, just to do the Tesla thing, but it's mm -hmm. another company and that didn't work because there was an accident that happened already in California. So mm -hmm. it's saying that when we cross the road, we, we use a lot of senses, everything mm -hmm. that, 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 that the robot or any computer cannot. So because yeah, we have souls <laughs> that's really the difference you know that's, yeah for the lit other little things i think it's okay to let go of it meaning if they want to keep doing that like serving in restaurants being waiters waitresses then maybe it could give us the time to really really master our creativity so that we could hyper jump or go and just connect with other multi-dimension in the right way. Well, I, I think that's what they're they're selling it as. But I really think it's the demise of humanity yeah. as we know it. So uh, we have to say no to AI is what I think we need to do. You know, Michael Tillinger had a video out years ago, and it was called One Small Town. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Yeah. And I think that's where we need to go back to is back to the basics. I mean, that's what I'm doing. I'm buying a little piece of land with a little house and I'm going to live off the land, solar energy, well water and um, totally self-sufficient. And and I think that's where we need to go back to is if you can. I mean, this was so cheap. <laughs> it was incredible. And um, it's not a power. It was the Ubuntu project, I think, and they're even yeah, kind of looking exactly. at having a, 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 like a crypto system as well to get away from the fiat system. 
That's so, right. like, I, I mean, I think he was kind of attacked as well from all directions and shunned. And, but he's definitely, I mean, like when you follow him. In, yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. As are you. Yeah, both. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's been a pleasure chatting with both of you very much. And, uh, and it's so exciting to meet people that are so switched on. You know, I love it. So thank you. And do you want to do a few more words so you could invite sure. the audience to any of your works? Okay. Well, I, I had a little holiday. I, I haven't done much for a while. Um, I was under attack. I had a lot of psychic attacks uh, this year, and I've been sick for about five weeks. So I'm just starting to go back to doing readings and healings again because I needed to do some healings myself. Um, in fact, what was it, November 9th, uh, so that was seven days ago, a week ago, I was in my living room and I was watching TV, which I very rarely do, and I heard this woof, 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 woof above me and I could feel pressure coming down on me. And I went, no, no. And finally I had to do a no and I pushed the energy up and this helicopter you know, normally you would hear the helicopter go in the distance, like woof, 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 right? But this went woof, 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 and there was nothing. It was like it went through a portal or it went through, it just stopped the moment that I really threw energy through the palms of my hands at it. And, uh, and it was kind of a wild experience because I thought I've been under attack for quite some time. And that was just one more psychic attack that they were trying to put like some kind of pressure down, mind control, God knows what. And I, I caught it quick. The, the TV was loud, so I didn't quite hear it. And I went, wait a minute, what is that? And so I turned down the, the volume and that's when I heard it really loud. And uh, anyway, so long story short is I'm just getting back to doing readings. Um, I can send you the link for my uh, readings, if that's all right, and you can put it in the comments. If people wanna come, I can, I, I've helped like, I don't know, 13,000, 14,000 clients now one-to-one, -one, and I get visions. I know what they need to do, how they need to heal. I've had people that have been, you know, 40 years in therapy and 45 minutes later, they're different people uh, for the better right? They've let go of so much stuff. So that's really my focus is um, on the healing. Uh, I went through with the pedophilia, I went through fighting the good fight to protect children. But through that, I realized that there was no support network for the families and especially for the kids. So my ex-business partner was Tony Robbins. So I was a master practitioner in NLP. And then with the psychic abilities, I kind of combined the two and then started working with families and children and then adults and you know, adult survivors. And then it just blossomed over 20 years, 30 years now, since uh, early 90s. And so that's what I do. Um, if you go to my website, kerrycohan.com, it's an old website. I had great plans to sell my book online. I still haven't done that. Um, but if you go on there, there is a page um, that is a masterclass. And uh, if you go there, I've got several videos that are free. Um, they're beautiful. And they are very powerful. One is for empaths. Uh, one is for changing your 
switching your heart wall to a smart wall. So a lot of people are shut down. They put a wall around their heart and it's teaching you through a, a guided meditation that I give you. It's all free. I don't, you know, one of the things I learned was just give it away, Carrie, give it away. <laughs> so that's what I do. Uh, I should make some money here because uh, it would be nice, but it's not my driving force the, because I don't think we have much time. We have to, we have to act for the betterment of humanity and that's, you know, do what's right. So go online, check out the free videos and they are life-changing. There is really beautiful. Okay. Yeah, and do send me any of those links. I didn't put that as your main because I notice it's old, but yeah, now I'm I have it in the tickers, Carrie Cohen with a yeah. K. Oh you know what? Yeah. I can give it to you right now. Here's the copy link. Technology is so amazing, isn't it? You know, even though I'm not a big AI fan, uh, there you go. I just put it in the chat. So you've got the the link for um bookings and right. yeah so i'd love to work with all of your your listeners and viewers and help them as much as i possibly can and uh um let me see copy this first let me copy that so i could make it and include it as your banner and then but of course we publish this as audio as well so for those yeah you heard it is carrycohen.com yeah. Okay. Basically, it's calendly.com backslash Carrie Cohan backslash session, just session, not plural. All so right. that's the that's the link. And so thank you again. And do remember to our dear viewers, please do remember to like, subscribe, all of us or whatever we're all of us are doing. And let me put Roy so. The Awakening is just one of the many podcasts of Roy. So please do that. And you could always uh, reach me also if you search out for Quantum Nurse. I'll be right there for you. Okay. And that's the Quantum Nurse podcast. And I'm glad that one year later we finally got together. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, I I, I don't uh, I'm not surprised when things get lost in the communication. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Well, there's and, so much censorship and, now. I mean, yeah. And Carrie, I always also believe that whoever is meant for us to join is is welcome and I really yeah. also wish that whoever is not meant, and if I made a mistake of inviting them, which I hope I don't, please, no. it's okay. Don't don't them to come. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good in the end. Yeah. Because I do I do energy testing as well. So. Oh, okay. fantastic! Well, you know, I I would love to learn more about YouTube as well. So maybe we can chat another time and and learn more about your stories okay. and uh, and how it all ties in. Okay. Thank Thanks you, everyone. So like, subscribe, and then share, share, share. And okay. let's see. Wake up, step up, and rise up. <laughs> yeah, everything up. <laughs> That's really what it's all about. 